Hi, I'm Sophie Luxton, and this is Holding the Fire of Motherhood. Hi, everybody. I am so happy to be back. I missed a week, and I missed you, even though we're not together. Somehow I miss talking to you, and so I'm happy to be back. And I'm really excited about what I'm going to talk about today. And this is an idea that I have been chewing on and wrestling with for maybe five or six years. And it is the idea that at some point, most mothers need to make a decision about whether motherhood will make them or break them. Does motherhood make us or does it break us? And there were so many times in the early years when I was convinced that motherhood would break me. No, I wasn't convinced that motherhood would break me. Actually, it was breaking me. It was breaking my spirit. It was breaking the dreams that I had. It was breaking how I wanted to feel. It was breaking what I wanted to do, what I wanted to have. Um, it was breaking. It was breaking me as a woman in the way that I wanted to be in the world, in the type of woman that I wanted to be. And after years of that really frustrating, infuriating depressing, um, agonizing thought, I made the decision that motherhood would fucking make me because I would not allow it to break me. And I had this image, I remember having this image of me, almost like in a cartoon, me standing in cement, wet cement, and a steamroller coming and just rolling right over me. And that steamroller felt like motherhood and domesticity. That felt like a steamroller. I also had this other visual of what it felt like to have my back against the wall. I felt in the early years of motherhood so on defense, so depleted, so diminished, so resentful, so angry, so sad that the only way that I could access this desire to fight back was because it literally felt to me like my back was against a wall and I had to fight back. I had to fight back to reclaim my life. Now, reclaiming my life and deciding that motherhood will make me and not break me has really been been my big practice over the last decade. And so in this podcast, that's what we're going to talk about. And I'm excited to talk about it. And I'm so excited to share my story with you and to hear your story and to hear your thoughts and when and if you feel that you have made that decision or when you might make it in the future or if you need to make it at all. It's such a juicy conversation. I'm excited. So shall we get going? 
So here we are today talking about whether motherhood will make us or break us. And you know, when I became a mother, I realized how many things I believed about motherhood that I didn't know that I believed about motherhood. I don't think they were conscious thoughts, but of course they all came up in motherhood and they were beliefs like motherhood is the ultimate goal and ultimate fulfillment of being a woman, like marriage. Beliefs like motherhood is the most fulfilling job, in quotes, you will ever have. It's the most important thing you will, do, you will be doing. Having children is beautiful and wonderful. And for me, in the first years, it was not beautiful and wonderful, and it was not fulfilling, and it did not make me happy. And so having this unconscious these unconscious beliefs meet the reality was a time full of great friction and shame and um, disappointment and grief and rage. And I really rumbled with that for a while. And when I looked around me, I also saw lots of mums that to me felt diminished by motherhood. They were good girls and good moms and there was something about their wildness and their spark and their rebellion that had been extinguished and now they were just really great moms or really nice moms or and you know what I want to say this I love really great moms and I love really nice moms and and I am crazy about Seeing a woman with her light turned on, with her spark, with her outrageous, with her nasty, with her real, with her mm, juiciness. And those were the things that to me, motherhood crushed. Motherhood brought out certain things and it diminished other things. So in me, it brought out um, rage, anxiety, depression, resentment, shame, and diminished vibrancy, erotic energy, zest for life, um, emotional stability, and the fire that I had, my rebellion, my lioness, my provocateur. And so there came a time, and it wasn't one moment, it was a cu accumulation of, of course, like so many things in our lives, accumulation of million things that happened, million different breakdowns, a million cry sessions, a million um, thoughts and questions and answers and trying and failing and learning and reaching and stretching before I floated in, floated in, nope, I walked into this space where I committed 
to the idea that motherhood would make me. I was not prepared to sacrifice my life to be a mother. I really wasn't. And, and then, of course, the question was, okay, so I'm not going to let motherhood break me. And I kind of know what that means. And I kind of know how I want to feel differently, but I have no idea how to do it. I can't see my way out of this domestic cage. I can't see my way out of the good mother. I can't see any other way to do this that doesn't require the sacrifice of my time, of my energy, of my heart, of my, my creativity, of everything that is me that also wants to do other things. So deciding that motherhood would make me was the beginning of a beautiful journey to see each challenge, each wall, each darkness, each friction place in motherhood as a place where I could become this even more gorgeously, luscious, juicy, powerful, pleasured, joyful, um, yummy, dynamic, lioness, fierce woman. And ever since that decision was made, that has been really my calling card. And I come up against friction, just like most humans on earth, all the time. There are always new places in motherhood. There are always new places inside marriage for me where I come up against an edge. I come up against the limit of my current capacity, the limit of my current courage, the limit of my, my current ego. And I have to go beyond that in order to continue to allow this journey, my life, to make me so here are some of the ways that when I look at all of the places in motherhood that could have broke me, but I decided to have them make me, these are some of the places that for me are in my life. And this is such a great exercise to do. And of course, we know that no answer no answer is the only answer or the perfect answer. Things are changing all the time. Things will be added to the list. Things will no longer be relevant. But if you wanted to take a snapshot of the places in your life where motherhood feels like it's breaking you, then you can have a beautiful starting point for looking at that list and thinking, what if I was fucking outrageous and daring enough, daring enough to say, how can all this bullshit make me? And there's something else that's needed beyond the daring is this willingness. It is so easy. And you know how I know how easy it is because I did it for a very long time. It is so easy to sit inside the swamp of the sacrificial mother of motherhood, of what is expected of mothers right now in this time. And it is so easy to sit there and just refuse to 
let go of the resentment, refuse to let go of the hurt, let fuse, um, refuse to let go of all of the righteous rage we have. And I know how hard that is. And all I can say to you is you're choosing yourself. This is all for you. This is not for your husband. This is not for your wife. This is not for your partner. This is not for your children. They will benefit, but it is not for them. It is for you. So you may not be willing to let go of your resentment for your partner, not for their benefit, but you might be willing to let go of resentment for your own benefit, to take sweet care of yourself. So that's what I would say to you within that swampy, shitty place. Can you decide that everything that you might let go of Every place that you might find an opportunity to make yourself even more and not let it diminish you, can you do that for yourself? Can you give yourself that incredible gift? And it is such a gift. And it makes you fucking badass. It makes you so badass. Um, so I know it's hard. And that's what I would say. Do it for yourself. So here are a few areas that I, when I sat down to write this, um, here are the areas that I came up with. So one area is the sacrificial mother. And of course, the sacrificial mother for me was huge in breaking me because it meant that all of my time and all of my energy and all of my space went to other people. And after a short while of doing that, even when I didn't stop and I continued to do it, I was filled with rage and resentment. It was not a good situation for me. It did not work for me. And inside of that, here are the places where I can be made by coming up against the sacrificial mother. So one way is, how do I unleash my rebel about not being the sacrificial mother. So how do I get to strengthen and unleash my rebel who is so fucking kick-ass even more and let her take care of the sacrificial mother bullshit? How do I learn to stand for myself in front of others when I don't want to be the sacrificial mother? So for me, that means things like how do I... not apologize for when I don't do or get or serve my kids when I'm in the company of other people. That, that is such a deep exercise for my belief in myself because as you know, it's easy to do stuff on our own, but then when we come into relationships, that's when the shit hits the fan. That's when we get tested. So this beautiful opportunity for me to get even more fierce about who I am and what I stand for in the face of others when my rebel defies the sacrificial mother rules. And how do I create something new? How does my creatrix say, 
I don't want to do the sacrificial mother. It doesn't really work for me. So I'm going to design my own way of mothering my children. And I'm going to become a new kind of mother, which is really not a new kind of mother. It's just my kind of mother. And I have the right to do that. What a beautiful opportunity that is. And also for me, another one I had was, was the beautiful opportunity of healing a mother wound. You know, I had a mother who was an actor and it was her great passion. It was her great, greatest passion. And when I was born, I don't know much about those early years, but what I do know is that my mother left me when I was a few months old to go and do a play in a big city near where we lived. And from what I understand, she did not come back. And then my parents got divorced when I was quite young, when I was about a year old. And although I never had a chance to talk to my mother about it, my feeling is that she could not find a way to be a creative genius, to fully live her passion and be a mother within the constraints of what motherhood was and is. She could not follow the rules of the sacrificial mother. And there was no way for her to, to safely defy those rules and create something new. And so she made the only decision she could which was to leave and follow her passion. And so for me, the opportunity to heal that mother wound is fucking exquisite and beautiful and very moving. Um, my, next, my next theme was emotional labor. <laughs> emotional labor, anyone? <laughs> Huge. Oh, exhausting. And... The opportunities for me inside of emotional labor were the ways for me to tap into my deep, deep, deep heart without bringing up wounds, without carrying, without taking on responsibility. And the practice of that allows me to really become this emotional genius, which is an incredible gift that I give to myself. The other thing that I've been thinking about is there will be times in my future that caretaking will fall to me. And I don't know in what form that will take, but I know it will come. And it will either come from my husband or it will come from my parents or it will come from some as, as yet unforeseen place. And all of these skills that I'm developing right now, how to care but not carry emotional, emotional stuff in emotional labor. How not to sacrifice my vitality for caretaking of anyone. This is all beautiful practice for future requests. So I am practicing right now for what it will be like to move into other caretaking situations. And I will have rewired myself so beautifully that I will not become the depleted caretaker. I will not become the caretaker who sacrifices 
her juice to take care of someone. I just know I won't. If I had not taken on that practice, come up against that wall, decided that it was going to make me and not break me, I would have been a sacrificial mother for all these times and then sacrificed everything in the future. All the caretaking responsibilities that would have come to me, I would have taken them on and continued to diminish my light. So what a gift. Boredom and monotony. This is really about the domestic life. For me, I don't like domesticity. I really don't. <laughs> Sometimes I joke that if I had a guidance counselor, um, you know, interview me right before motherhood and say she had a list of things that you, you need to love and to like and to know how to do as a mother. And then I did kind of a profile, a personality test. Those two would not match up. She would probably say to me, I, you, this is not a job for you. You're just, I'm sorry, you're so skilled in so many other places. This particular area is not, it's just not a good fit. So we don't recommend you going for the job. <laughs> so um, the domestic. So here's what the domestic allowed me to do when I decided that it was going to make me and not break me. I have, I think it's maybe 10 or 11 retreats that I've been to over the last 10 years and they have been, maybe it's even, it's around there. And they have been anywhere from two days to seven days. And I have done two massive courses over two years that required me to go to New York for three, three weekends in the spring. Um, and I, I did that because I decided that with my back up against the wall, that I would expand even more, that I would be even more daring, that I would be rebellious enough to challenge the rules that I couldn't leave my family for a week. Or maybe I could do it once, but certainly not seven or eight times. I found Mama Gina and Sheila Kelly. So Mama Gina of the School of Womanly Arts and Sheila Kelly of S Factor. During this time, I've done so many programs with both of them and I, I bow my head in gratitude to both of them for not only awakening, um, awakening myself again, but showing me a different picture of what life could be like. So I'm endlessly grateful for both of them. Resentment was another category that I could have let, oh, what would have happened if resentment would have just, I left it alone. I think by now I would be, um, I don't, I don't know whether my husband and I would be together. And if we were together, would not be happy. It would not be a truthful marriage. There would be a gigantic glass wall between us. But more importantly, you know, if, forget the forget the marriage more importantly I would be so bitter and thwarted in my desires right now I would just be a miserable miserable woman instead I I decided um, that to get out of resentment I needed to rescue myself and there's a master class I'm developing on 
how to get out of resentment because it is so toxic in motherhood and marriage, that scenario. It was the first place that I had to rescue myself and learning, first of all, deciding to rescue myself. When we decide that nobody else is coming and that it is our responsibility and that we have the the courage and the power to rescue ourselves, something shifts that never goes back. And that is an unparalleled, epic step towards towards this um, outrageous self-care. So that was huge. Marriage, a huge place that I could be broken. Where could I be broken? Uh, what I don't express about myself, the parts about myself that I think aren't approved of, aren't received well, aren't appreciated, aren't understood. All of those things I could have just shut down and um, and what would have happened then? Bitterness, resentment, hatred, rage, deep grief. Just turned off. Turned off and shriveled is what I would have been. Instead, this beautiful opportunity for me to find the courage to say the things that I am afraid are too much, not approved of, not appreciated, could be misunderstood. Developing that, that courageous muscle has been revolutionary, has been life-changing. And then we come to sex and the questions about sex. Sex in marriage is, as you may or may not know, a different scenario than dating, than being single, than having casual lovers. And this is a huge area for women where our sexual energy can become small and tamed and tidy and um, mutated and thwarted and paralyzed. Or <laughs> what is the opportunity here? The opportunity is for me to, again, have this, this daring to rescue myself, to take care of myself and always be answering the question, how do I stay a fully alive, vibrant, erotic woman with my husband and regardless of him? And that's the opportunity there. And what a, what a beautiful, beautiful thing. So really for me, this decision is about all of the things that I have to face and then all of the things that I have to drop and then how I recreate them. And so for me, the big things that I had to face was all the fear I had, all the shame I had, all the rage I had, all the grief I had, the ego that I had, the beliefs I had, could I let those go and become more free? Could I face them? Could I melt my ego and become more free? Could I face my fear and become courageous beyond recognition? Could I decide to become the creatrix of my life and make it, make my life, despite it all, 
despite the motherhood, despite the sacrifice, despite the emotional labor, despite the rules, despite the expectations, despite what everybody else is doing, could I decide to make it the most luscious and juicy and alive and powerful and fun life that I could imagine? And I say, yes. <laughs> I say, yes, I have decided that. And I desire that decision for you. If you are feeling in a place where it feels like motherhood can break you, break your spirit, break your gorgeous uniqueness, make you smaller than you really are, then this is the decision that is facing you. And you can say, yes, I will let motherhood and or marriage make me. And when you say yes, there is a shift in your identity. There is a shift in the way that you look at things. Everything becomes possible. And you have given yourself the greatest gift you could. And so all of my trainings and all of my courses are about how do we find those places where we can make the decision, this will not break me, this will make me. Oh, this was a fun one. As usual, I so love hearing from you. Send me your thoughts. You can email me at sophie at sophieluxon.com. You can leave a voice recording on Anchor. I would love, I always love hearing your stories and your feedback and your ideas and your insights or when you've tried things. I just love it. So please reach out. And as always, I'm so deeply grateful for your time here, for your energy, for your ears and your heart. I see all that you are. I say yes to all that you desire. I say yes to all that you're capable of. And I say yes to your freedom. We'll see you next week. Take sweet care.